You are listening to Where is the Line? The stories you will hear will be depraved, disturbing, and true. If you are easily unsettled, you may find this program offensive. And if you are under the age of 18, fuck off. I actually really enjoy the part of chastity where I will lock a guy up and then just turn him on until like the nth degree. It definitely brings them to their knees and brings out a different um, docile, subservient side. Everybody drinking blood, everybody eating brains, some monster party. Everybody eating flesh, everybody breaking bones, some monster party. Thank you for listening to episode 25 of Where's the Line? My name, Kevin, and with me today is my friend, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, that's me. My name's Ashley. Hi. Why did you say it with a question mark at the end? <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I needed to do a thing because Samantha's not here. What What does she normally do? Oh, no. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So Samantha's not here. <laughs> Samantha's taking the episode off. She's got a lot going on, not the least of which is her new website, myacrylicnightmare.com. So if you like the episode art that we have, uh, you can buy a lot of that on her website. But today, putting on her lip gloss right in the middle of the fucking show <laughs> is my friend Ashley. Say something disturbing, Ashley. Poppers. Poppers. When you hear the phrase poppers, honk your horn. How long have I known you? Um, I think we're pushing 18 years. 18 years. So another longtime friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was still in high school when I met you. I officiated your wedding. And it wasn't just any wedding. It was a gay wedding in Alabama. <laughs> it was a gay wedding in Alabama. <laughs> One of the first. Mm-hmm. Yes. May 28th, 2017. How long was that after nope, the... I got the year wrong. 2016. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. I'm in trouble. <laughs> It was exciting. We were in my parents' backyard. Definitely didn't think I was going to get married to a woman in my parents' backyard ever growing up in a super conservative southern household. I bet your parents didn't see that coming either. Oh, they definitely didn't, but I had to let them know. That's Ashley. Yes. Thanks for having me. We got a couple of new patrons. Lauren Lanning and Lauren Mangano are new patrons at our Disturbed level. Thank you so much. Lawrence. Thank you, guys. So we've had a lot going on. Our own former social media manager, she's since moved on to real job with money, Liz, <laughs> was on a podcast called The Bottom Bible, which is a really good podcast. I actually, have you, you've never heard The Bottom Bible, have you? I haven't. I saw that she was on it, but I, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm actually looking forward to it. It's great. It's Two girls from California talking about sex the way girls talk about sex with each other. So if you're a guy, it kind of feels like you got your ear up against the girl's locker room door. <laughs> Sounds I like don't a- know what it feels like if you're a girl. <laughs> it's probably fine, too. But anyway, Liz was talking about asexuality on the Bottom Bible. You should check out the Bottom Bible. It's a solid podcast. We should also send some good vibes to... <laughs> A longtime listener, Desper Antibus. I'm not sure this person's real name, but uh, this person's been listening for a long time. 
I, I remember talking to them over Instagram way back when I went to Orlando for the podcast movement thing. Uh, but Desper Antibus has been in the hospital. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I just heard today, though, that Desper Antibus is out. Yeah, so Desper Antibus <laughs> had been in the hospital <laughs> for about a month oh, and no. uh, had apparently been listening to the show to pass the time. And he sent us a really nice note and wrote, quote, I have spent a month now in the hospital after my appendix decided to tell me to fuck myself. I've been having all kinds of crazy complications and my insides are full of pus and impacted shit because my bowels are hating the abscesses that have formed on them. Oof. I've been lying in my hospital bed listening to you and Samantha get into line-crossing stories and go off on hilarious sidetrack tangents. Listening has really made this whole ordeal far less shitty. You guys really are the best podcast on the internet and anyone that says otherwise can fuck off. <laughs> I swear I didn't make that up. Somebody actually wrote that to us. That's very kind. And one last thing before we get going. I wanted to say hello to David from California. Hi, David. <laughs> I, a few episodes ago, I very ill-advisedly gave out my own personal phone number. <laughs> In case anybody was having like any trouble, trouble, you know, and you had literally no one else to talk to because <laughs> I really should be the last person on the list. But then you could call me. But anyway, David wasn't having any trouble, but he called me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was bait. Somebody was going to bite. <laughs> What's a bait? It I, was, <laughs> I was. If you give your, your phone number out over a podcast, someone's going to call that yeah, number. Well, yeah. well, anyway, luckily a friendly person called. So <laughs> That's good. Who probably, much like our interviewee today, didn't realize how long I would keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I think David tried to get off phone of me several times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely, you definitely kept going today. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> this is a unique episode. Are you ready to get into it? I know I am. If you're a long-time listener of Where's the Line, you might already know that there are a few specific things that make me personally uncomfortable. I don't like it when people touch my fingernails, I can't go to sleep after I watch The Exorcist, and I can get very uncomfortable when with anyone but my closest acquaintances, I find myself in a position in which I have to talk about sex. My own lack of ease with that topic, I'm sure, is in part a result of being a youth before the computer age. Today, children all over the world learn about sex the right way, the way that I wish that I had, by watching bukake videos on Pornhub. For those of us who've seen more moons than the digital natives, though, the path to finding our sexual selves might have been more winding. And some of us are still, in terms of our sexuality, trying to find out who we are and what we really want. Today, without Samantha, who usually serves as my crutch in these situations, I, along with Ashley, are going to speak with someone who knows exactly what she wants when it comes to sex. She is someone who isn't afraid to live out those fantasies that so many of us feel compelled to repress. Today, we're talking with our new friend Molly about sex, chastity cages, and the role of men in her bedroom. 
What is a, a, a typical sex experience like for you? See, I, I'm at the point where I don't really know what is weird to other people mm-hmm. now. And what is normal for me is seemingly weird now to other people. I don't know. But like a typical sex experience would be me pegging a guy maybe in public if he likes that sort of thing. So your your relationship, so you, you have someone that you keep that you call your boy. Yes. And he's standing right next to you, isn't he? He's behind me. Okay, yeah. I saw you glance over at someone. <laughs> and so what what's what's the dynamic of that relationship like? Like how tell us how that I mean, I know, but tell us how that differs from your just standard heterosexual man woman relationships. I guess it differs in that he is submissive to me. He happens to be a switch, but in our relationship, he's mostly submissive to me. Which means, you know, I get to do the things that I want to do to him. He doesn't necessarily get to do what he wants to do to me all the time. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, I like to keep him naked as much as possible whenever he's at my house. Um, I keep him collared because it's, you know, a sign of ownership, of my ownership of him. Oh, and this is um, his gift to me, which matches his collar. So you have a ring that matches (laughs) The collar that he yeah. wears on his neck. Okay. Yes. That's adorable. <laughs> I know, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> he like surprised me with it. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and he's not submissive in a way that I'm like, oh, he's a piece of trash. He like, I like to humiliate him or anything like that. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Like I am a very, like I know that in a sub and dom relationship, a lot of people have this idea that you know, the dominants treat the subs like trash and like spit on them and, you know, all that. And that's fine, but that is not what we have and not what I generally enjoy. Like I, I truly care about him and he truly cares about me. So. And then you bring other people into the relationship sometimes too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are typically better endowed men. Actually, I understand why you would think that, but Our relationship is fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been together for about four months or so. Um, In my past relationship, which I was in for 15 years, that was the scenario. Mm -hmm. He was not well endowed. And we would bring in other men who were much, much bigger so that I could be pleased. And then he would watch them pleasing me. And he enjoyed that. But luckily... My boy now is very well endowed. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that we got to talk to you because, you know, occasionally for reasons other than interviewing for the podcast, mm-hmm. I might see, come across a website like Chatterbait or something like that. And mm-hmm. you know, and, there, and then there's times where I want to talk to people and just be like, you know, what's it like doing this? But also as someone. Without a podcast, uh, you just kind of seem like another creepy guy, dude. You know, I mean, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm super nervous. I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna settle down in a second. No, I'm gonna no. settle down. Like you're just like I understand what you're saying. You're saying like you aren't like um, trying to get a one on one with this girl because you're so hot for her. You want to know like what's going on. Like what is your life like that you're doing this? Yeah, I can totally understand that. Uh, I just do it like. Because I really enjoy, I'm definitely an exhibitionist. And I'm like, okay, people are going to watch me have sex. That's pretty awesome. And I'll be, you know, in the middle of sex and I'll look over and it's like, 
all these people are like, oh my God, it's so hot. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, it is hot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I totally get off on it. So I can see that. <laughs> no, that makes, that makes complete sense. I, 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 I understand the turn on of it, but I, I, I see both sides to it as well. Like just watching or even just having people watch is a very exciting thought in general. I've never done it, but would. <laughs> <laughs> What? Can, well, no, I was just saying, can we can we just talk to her about, like, anything? And if I if I say something, like, you, can I just edit things out? Sure. Can we talk about, like, the... the... Yeah, we can talk so about... So, Ashley... We can talk about whatever. <laughs> Ashley's married to a woman. Uh-huh. I performed their wedding. I was the officiant. Yes. One of the first same-sex marriages oh. in Alabama. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I say that a lot. Oh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but, uh... Ashley was telling me the other day that you and your wife were watching somebody oh. jerk off on yes. FetLife. That's correct. Well, well, we met him on FetLife, and so I, like, I just talked, we were just talking, and I think he has, like, a dom uh, through FetLife, and he was wanting me mm-hmm. to speak to her. I don't know. And then it turned out he's actually a local, like, he lives in the same county we live in. Um, and then we ended mm-hmm. up getting on Discord, and then, like, he just, like, masturbated, and we just, like, sat there and watched. <laughs> and that was really, that was it. <laughs> was it a hot thing for you guys? Yeah, it was a hot thing in the, in the situation, but then, like, he won't stop bothering me now. <laughs> like, it's something that it's... Gotcha. We were just horny and talking, and then, like, I don't know, I think he's trying to make something more of it than there really is, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, yeah, that does. So... Like, it wasn't an uncomfortable scenario. Like, when I told Kevin about it, he was like, was that not awkward? I was like, no, not really. Like, I feel like this is all very tame because, like, every, I don't know, it doesn't seem that that exciting. But it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's fun to just yeah. look at. Look no, at it's it. totally fun. <laughs> I definitely enjoy, like, whenever I even started, like, doing cam stuff, it was with my ex. Mm-hmm. And... um we would go on adult friend finder, which I don't know if you've ever heard of that site, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a very um, popular, like adult, like find locals in your neighborhood that want to fuck now, you know, that kind of thing. And, and you can, <laughs> a lot of people think it's a scam, but it's mainly just like the site is terrible, but you can find people who actually want to fuck, but we would cam on there and then people would be watching us and whatnot. And then, They'd be like, hey, what's up? And we'd be like, hey, you want to come over? And we would kind of meet people like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I totally get the whole, like, people. Or, you know, I would watch them while they were watching us. You know, just all the different combinations that you can think of, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, and I've had sex in public a lot throughout my adulthood. I've had a lot of sex in public. Like, I've had sex, like, on a playground multiple times in Tennessee. With people watching? No, there weren't necessarily people watching, but we weren't really hidden either. But, yeah. I mean, you know, there weren't children, I promise you. That. <laughs> right, right. Oh. Actually, playground kind of like a good place, like after school, like because they have those big toys and whatnot. Right. And you can like go up in those little yes. things. And <laughs> yeah, like I we were, really thought about that. We were on one of those like little, little bridges. Like I was bent over the bridge. We were in like a little wooden <laughs> rocket ship. Mom getting fucked. Yeah, it was, it was a good nice. time. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh yeah, that's the most public. Oh, I mean, you know, just in a driveway, like been over the top of a car, like 
But yeah, right. we weren't really hiding. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Anyway. Sorry. Sorry. Well, we should have just talked to Ashley. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's got stories. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ashley does have stories. Oh, goodness. I'll... Anyway, but that's the closest to, like, voyeurism or exhibitionism. Like, like you know, being an exhibitionist that I've done. But right. I guess it's kind of, it fits. I promise that this will all edit down to something that... <laughs> Is way less chaotic. Oh, no, that's totally, it's totally fine. I'm just enjoying talking to you guys, honestly. And I mean, I've listened to your show, so like I'm a big fan. And I'm just Thank like, oh, like kind of a little bit starstruck. So, <laughs> oh. oh, well, that's weird. I'm really nervous because I haven't been on the show before. And here I am just talking about all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll, it'll be good. I think people would like to hear it. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> Samantha talks a lot about her wild childhood sexual experiences, and that she didn't really go past that too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing got wilder than that. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that you weren't putting people in chastity cages, you know, in high school. Can I ask you what the progression of your sexuality was like? Like, you know, did it start off? different than everybody else or is that something that it moved to over time later in life honestly um i have been either pegging or um like finger fucking the guys that i've been with since i've been with anybody and these were you know straight guys or ostensibly straight guys um who didn't really necessarily have an interest in that but it's just something that i always just wanted to do mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, that's been part of my sex life my whole life. Oh really? I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And I mean, elements definitely of domination, stuff like that, but nothing as in depth as like the chastity. Well, I didn't really even know that chastity was like an option available until like recently. Like it's just become more into the, I guess, mainstream. It's not mainstream, but it's more around, and, I guess. And I think a lot of people don't know what a male chastity cage really is. Did you explain that? Yeah. Um, oh, are you going to show us one? <laughs> oh, man. As a matter of fact, I have several different models, actually. Oh, really? Let's see them all. This is like a stainless steel version. And basically the cock, you put on this little um, ring, basically like a cock ring. Can you see that? Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you put on the cock ring and then you slip this over the cock and you lock it and it will stay. This is like the heaviest duty version. That does look substantial. It is. It's very heavy. That includes the shaft and the testicles or the testicles. Yes. Would you like to see, would you like to see a demonstration? Like if you guys, if you don't, I totally. Oh no, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Ashley can close her eyes if she wants to. Okay. This one is very, very cold. I won't put that on him right now. You think I'd want to close my eyes? I don't know. Okay. So this is audio, by the way. So right now we're on a Skype call with Molly. And I believe... Mm -hmm. Okay, you have a... Okay. I thought something else was going to happen. You're so excited. This is one of my my packers Uh. I use. Okay. So two pieces. Ah. And then you kind of pull both of these... I mean, you don't push it as hard as that, right. but, and then you kind of slip it 
over the shaft in the head, and then you lock it. Oh my goodness. Yes. And then the balls hang out. And so if a man is wearing a chastity cage, they're going to get an erection from time to time. I would imagine that's painful. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> but that's like part of the fun. I actually really enjoy the part of chastity where I will lock a guy up and then just turn him on until like the nth degree, you know, and then he is just like bulging in his cage. And there are different kinds of cages, obviously, like this one is my Bluetooth cage, which I can use like over the Internet. So I could lock I could lock you up from here mm-hmm. if I wanted to using this. But yeah, turning somebody on, it can like some of them have little spikes inside. Mm-hmm. So it can be really painful or it can just be like, okay, my cock is confined and I cannot get an erection all the way, even though the dick is still getting hard. Mm. A lot of guys tend to like drip um, pre-cum when that happens, which I enjoy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like, um, it just like disconnects. And then through my phone, I can, and I can set it for up to three months to not unlock. Shut up. So, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and some dudes, some guys do actually like wear it for that long. Right. And they really enjoy it. I think it's great. <laughs> Just control them all. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely brings them to their knees and brings out a different um, docile, subservient side. Three months is insane, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't do without dick for that long, so I could never lock a guy up, at least not like my my guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe some, I've, I've been asked to be a key holder for like people I don't really see that often or whatever, like literally just to hold the keys to their cage. Mm-hmm. I could leave them locked up for however long, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but my guy, I need him to regularly service me, so... <laughs> Can we talk about your appearance real quick? Because you do not have black hair and dark lipstick and, you know, you're not wearing a... She's not in latex or leather from head to toe. Yeah, no, no. You look uh, like a pretty librarian. I I actually went to school to be a librarian. (laughs) I did, too. I did, too. He has librarian. Do you have the MLIS? Yeah, I went to school for a while to be, to get my degree mm-hmm. and then ended up like going into an entirely different field and just kind of like, well, I have to make some money right now. And that ended up being my life, which is not the way that I wanted it to work out. But I, I really, I enjoy the information sciences a lot. I have a, I have a question, um, but it's just kind of a like fetish kind of question. Um, so yeah. you were, what, what's the title that you've given yourself? Cause I've forgotten. Is it Fem daddy? <laughs> Yeah. Um. Okay. I, did, I didn't want to get it wrong. Yeah, Fem Daddy is a term that I hadn't heard before. I had to Google it. As you can see, like I am, as far as like my appearance, as you said, I'm very, I don't look like the kind of person that would like whip your ass or, you know, stomp on your balls or something like that. Necessarily, not the stereotype. So I, I consider myself very femme, but I do have a lot of male, I don't know, leanings. Like I very much enjoy pegging. I'm more male in my thinking, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's part of the reason that I really like submissive guys is because they tend to be a little bit more on the, and I'm using total stereotypes. This is, you know, 
on the surface stuff. But for me, I like guys that will be like sweet and that I can embrace or I can just like grab and just be like fucking and be like, yeah, you're mine, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, that's what I think of as like a femme daddy. I love that. Somebody who doesn't necessarily look like a, a, a butch male kind of thing, but who feels that way. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've always been into pegging basically as long as you've been sexually active. It's like that's something mm-hmm. that would just terrify me to try because I just don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So well, like, afraid you're going to hurt how somebody? Would you, yeah, like hurting somebody or just like even knowing like what equipment I needed for it. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for somebody that wants to get into pegging. Yeah, sure. But is a little bit afraid of it. I grew up in Oklahoma. Which is, and my helpful boy has brought my um, harness and my dildos (laughs) to show you guys. I'm loving the show and tell. There are, I grew up in Oklahoma, and so there were no kind of like intense like sex shops that held, like had anything that would really work for me when I was younger. Now it's a whole different story. Everybody's got everything. But there is a pegging kit that they eventually release. I can't remember who makes it. But it starts out with like a little teeny weeny little thing. And then like there's a slightly bigger one, which this is the middle size. That's the middle size? That's middle sized? Holy moly. Okay, this is the middle size. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't know exactly where the large one is. But um, I would absolutely recommend that pegging kit. Okay. That is the easiest way to do it. It's the least intimidating. Whenever you see the like the little bitty one. Mm -hmm. It's almost like insultingly small, but it gives you um, a good idea of what it's like. Right. So, and then um, once you are comfortable with that, Mm -hmm. you can move on to like the fancier harnesses, which I'll put this on like, like this harness is my favorite because it's super soft. So it's super like molds to your body and is pliable. There's the O-ring where... The dildo goes yep. so that you can change it out. Like this one is the the little easy one. Mm-hmm. This one is the big, mean, scary one. Oh, shit. oh wow! <laughs> Hell yeah! And then this one is the uh, comically oh. gigantic one. Oh, man, <laughs> can, yeah. can you get that into anybody? That doesn't go into anybody, does it? No, no, no. That I mean, that is like the kind of thing that you like scare people with. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there, I actually really like these. I don't know if you've ever seen them. I've had one of those, but we broke it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing with these is it's supposed to be like a strapless strap-on. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it's much better if you use a, a, a harness with it. Mm-hmm. It stabilizes it. You can actually like not worry about it flying out or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But you still get like the... The pleasure inside. Okay, so we're looking at a dildo yes. with a hook around the... Does that go where I think it goes? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, th- this part goes in your vagina. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So there's a part that goes in your vagina, curves out, and then yeah. there's a, a dildo on the end of it, so you don't have to wear the strap. This hooks around your pelvic bone inside, mm-hmm. and then it's like such a little um, crease right there. That it usually just stays like just right that like that. So you were saying that that this isn't any kind of thing that developed for you over time. That even younger dating straight men that you were pegging mm-hmm. straight men back then, 
and this is probably something that doesn't seem like a big deal to you, but how did how did you approach that? How do you approach that with a straight man, especially back then, where you had a, a, a guy with a virgin butt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> whenever you're like 16, I mean, obviously you're horny and you're just like, hey, let's do some sex stuff. And the dude's like, yeah, let's do whatever. And so I would just be like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And I didn't, I'd start by like licking their ass maybe as I was like going down on them. I would just kind of very slowly like ease them into it. And, you know, pretty much they always enjoyed it. Like I've never had anybody that was like, no, you know, this is painful or this is terrible or anything like that. But I'm also like a very gentle kind of lover, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) which doesn't seem like it would fit with my image, but I am. (laughs) So these are all guys who had never tried anything like this before, and they ended up enjoying it, you said. hmm Yeah. So <laughs> if, if someone's in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. and, and they have an interest in this, I, Absolutely. how would they go about approaching that with someone that they've been with for a while and they've never shared that with? Uh, that is difficult. Because a lot of relationships get so, like, locked in to, like, the routine mm-hmm. that it almost seems, like, it's not impossible, but it seems impossible to suggest anything out of the norm. Yeah. But, I mean, I would just, I mean, like I did, just, like, start slowly, like, doing a little bit more, touching a little bit different places. You know, don't do anything without consent, obviously, but just gently and be like, okay, does that feel good? You know, like, oh, I like it when you do this. Do you like it when I do that? It feels good for me. Does it feel good for you? That kind of thing. Just very, nothing like dramatic. Like, okay, I want to fucking peg you. I would never suggest doing that. (laughs) Um, Just take it easy, I would say. (laughs) Because I I think in the South, you know, in, in Alabama, a lot of us are sexually repressed. And we don't know how to... Communicate. Yeah, communicate. You know, like, I, I think a lot of people around here probably have all of these things in their mind that they want to be doing, mm-hmm. and they're just so mm-hmm. afraid to approach it or come out about it, you know? Absolutely. Online, I talk to men or have talked to men a lot who have this fetish, and they love to, you know, stick huge dildos up their ass or dress in women's clothing or whatever it might be. And they do it on a regular basis and they, and their wives have no idea. And it sort it's, it kind of breaks my heart because I'm like, you know, I don't know if the wife would be, be into it or whatever, but it just, it seems so sad to me to just hide that part of you totally away and be ashamed of it. Like I just, I am definitely an advocate if you can, which I know in all cases you can't, but if you can open up a little bit about your sex life because that is a huge part of your life and that being open or not will make you um, make your life it's in general just you know a good life or a bad life if you're constantly hiding this thing it just seems like you could never truly be happy and I, I think it's you know it's similar to the thing that a lot of trans people go through around here I, I have mm-hmm. a I have a stepsister now who's trans and she only came out I mean she was Twenty, almost thirty, before she came out, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's because a lot of it's because we live in a place where the judgment's know, laid on very thick. Yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, it's a it very is. judgmental place in very. the south. It can be. 
I come from Oklahoma, like I said, and that's an incredibly judgmental. It's, you know, Bible, everything, you know, very um, Christian, you know. But fortunately, like for me, I have an incredibly awesome dad mm-hmm. who um, actually my uh, my ex outed me as like he got on my my OnlyFans and, you know, he had taken videos that we had made together and he sent them to my dad. He sent them to everybody that I knew. Fuck that guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the good thing that came out of it was, A, my friends were like, oh, yeah, that's her. That's what she does. We all know that. And two, my dad called me and he was like, hey, um, have you heard from your ex? And I was like, actually, yeah, I was going to ask you if you had heard from him. And he was like, well, I have. And I just want you to know that whatever you do on the Internet is your own business because you're an adult. And whatever he tells me, I don't care. I still love you. You're my daughter. And I was just like, you know, tears. Like, I was just like, oh, dad, you're the best dad ever. <laughs> Your dad is the best dad ever. That's like, awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah, definitely. And what's what's crazy to me is like some of that porn he made with me, <laughs> he encouraged me to make, you know, it was like, okay, but you're in it too. But nobody really cared about that part. So. And he sent that to your dad. Yeah. Jesus. Shorted. What a piece of shit fucking human. <laughs> I mean, you know, you get mad at people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you no, no. I don't care how mad you are at somebody. You don't send your fucking sex tape to their friends and their dad. I mean, right. that's just. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And. It, actually, his mom was the last time that this happened, which it's happened a few times, by the way. Um, the most recent time was in August. His mom decided to send it to, like, people in my industry that um, I might work with. So that what was even, like... Fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, there are definitely hazards to, like, putting yourself out there, um, being recorded in any way. But luckily, uh, the revenge porn laws are, like, getting much, much better. Mm -hmm. Like, when he started doing this, I literally could not do anything about it. Now I could actually, like, file, like, a lawsuit against him or, you know, I don't know, get a restraining order or, you know, stuff like that. Before, I couldn't do anything. It's probably a bad idea, but I'm day drinking. I mean, like, (laughs) (laughs) do you have anything... About him that you would like to share <laughs> as retribution. Oh, so much terrible stuff. I really do. <laughs> we can um, put it no. out there. I mean, no. if anybody fucking deserves it, it's this dude. So you can either you you can make a choice, right? You can take the high road right now, and you can say I'm not going to be like him, or. No. You can fucking spill the beans on this fucking asshole, <laughs> and we'll leave it in the show. Honestly, I am just, I'm, that's not me. It never has been. Like, uh, yeah. a lot of the people that subscribe to my Just for Fans or whatever, mm-hmm. I kind of had to shut it down for a minute because I wasn't sure what exactly was going on with them because they subscribed to it and were printing everything off and sending it to people. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. You know, like, sorry, subscribers, like, I, I'm in this bind. This is what's happening. And all of them were like, you know what? Get Twitter justice, da 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 put everything out there. And I was just like, I can't. 
You know, it's just, I can't because I mean, it, his life is very sad. So I don't want to, you know, invite all that. Yeah. Not that he doesn't deserve it. No matter how sad your life is, you can't do that shit. But, yeah. <laughs> but thank you for the offer. Well, it's, it's <laughs> amicable that you're taking the high ground on that. <laughs> but yeah, like I happen to have a very supportive family unit around me, but I do know that it's incredibly difficult. Like when I was a teenager, it was not like that. <laughs> it was very, um, like I was, I came out as bi kind of on accident to my mom mm-hmm. when I was a kid, like, and she lost her shit and it was a very bad time. <laughs> so yeah. And, and the people in my, my school happened to know because it's a small place and they were very cruel and, all that, but I don't know. It's the nature of living somewhere like that, I guess. My mom doesn't know that I'm bi, mm-hmm. but she wouldn't care. I mean, the only reason I've never told her is it's just, we don't talk about sex, so it's awkward. But, like, when I tell right. my mom that I'm bi, she's going to be like, okay. Okay. i got bigger things to worry about. <laughs> it's not a, it's not right. a thing, you know. Right. Uh, but I've never told her, but I guess I'm going to before this episode comes out. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'll just see. I'll do what I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. Whatever you want. Are you out to anybody in your life? I mean, aside from Ashley. Oh, everybody that I've known for a long time knows. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Samantha knows. Ashley knows. Your girlfriend knows. Everybody I work with knows. Everybody (laughs) I know knows except for people in my hometown. Right. Because I live in a college town now. Nobody gives a shit Mm -hmm. here. So it's like not a big deal there. No, it's not a big deal here. But an hour in any direction from here, it's a it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Right. No, I, I totally get that. What else are we gonna talk about? I don't feel like we've gotten where is the line explicit. Oh, okay. Would you like me to talk about fisting? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. In as much detail as possible. <laughs> I absolutely will. I mean, <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's something that I really like to do. And I, I don't know if you can tell from like seeing me right now, but I'm kind of a small person. Like I'm a petite person. And so my fist is pretty small. Almost any guy that I will be with is bigger than me. And I'm like, come on now, you can take this in your ass, can't you? Like, (laughs) and I will pretty much, I will pretty much pester them until they let me at least try it. And like my, my current boy, um, he takes it really well, and he's getting me props just so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here are my latex fisting gloves. Yes. Um, and here is the J-Lube that we use, which I think that you actually talked about this on your like, fucking show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the only person like- I know that has J-Lube, though. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> I just heard about it, it's- and then I looked it up. It's it's good stuff. I mean, it's very very thick and slimy, and it'll get you where you need to go. Okay, so. because I okay, so because I subscribed and I was watching some of your videos earlier today, I know that mm-hmm. you also have Shibari lube. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. How does the J lube compare to Shibari? Because Shibari seems top of the line. It's it's nice. It really is. But the J lube is so thick mm-hmm. and just. And it's like a powder, so you mix it with water, and it it's, yeah, it's very, it's different than any other lube I've ever, you know, tried. 
but it's just so slick mm-hmm. and um, not sticky. It's it'll slot make anything slide anywhere. So <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> shibari is like fine for like normal every day. Like okay, I'm not quite wet, or you know, I want to have a little bit more more moisture. But I would definitely say get some J Lube if you're going to do like any kind of intense anal stuff. Okay. So you're about to fist the guy. You've got your J Lube. <laughs> got my latex glove. You got your latex glove on. <laughs> and one ingredient that is not essential, but very, I consider it like to be very important, is poppers. Poppers. I don't know what that is. Do you is. know what those are? Never heard of it. It is like amyl nitrate. Mm-hmm. It is basically you sniff it and it gives you like a head rush, but it also relaxes all your muscles. So if you ever watch any gay porn and they're like sniffing anything, uh-huh. that's what they're sniffing. Um, Cause it relaxes you so much that anything can pretty much slide up in there. Okay. So I like to, yeah, I lube the dude up, lube his ass up and um, I have him, you know, use the poppers. And so he's nice and relaxed and you get kind of high for like a minute and then it just eases up in there. I actually, I had anal sex earlier and I used poppers myself. <laughs> earlier today. Yes. Your life is so much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My life is pretty sweet right now. I can't, I can't disagree. <laughs> but I feel like anybody could have this life, like honestly, so... Within the BDSM, like, world, like, fetish world, there's so many different things. It's kind of overwhelming in a way. I know you use collars and uh, the chastity things. Uh, so do you use, like, paddles or cat-of-nine-tails or anything of that nature? Depending on my mood, I guess. But I, I have... <laughs> my boy is so incredibly helpful. <laughs> I cannot even tell you. He's just bringing you He's all just bringing, your props. I'm just naming yeah, it, and I here it is. even ask him to do all this. This is just him. These cloggers I have, they're, like, locally made. This toss I also have. Yes. But, yeah, I do definitely enjoy some, like, and this is just, like, a random. <laughs> That's a <laughs> giant wooden spoon. Yes. It's a giant wooden spoon, but it is good for baiting people's asses. Yes. <laughs> See, okay, so I'm really into, like, like I want to be spanked and, like, hurt, basically, a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember at some point there was a, um, I don't know, I saw someone's profile, and they had, like, a bunch of found objects to basically to hurt people with. To, like, I say hurt people, but, like, to spank people with. And right. that wooden spoon just got me way too excited. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway. Are you imagining how it would feel Yes. It'd be so great. Like, it would be so wonderful. I'd eat that big-ass spoon. Yes, absolutely. I feel like I've seen those around here. I feel like I can get you one. Oh, If I'm I sure. find one, I'll get you one for Christmas. I honestly think... Just my, go to thrift store. Yeah. I think my grandmother might have had the spoon and fork in her kitchen <laughs> when I was a child, but... <laughs> Can I have that uh, giant spoon that was decorating your kitchen? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with it. It's just for decoration, I promise, Granny. (laughs) Do you have another one? We broke the last one on accident. I dropped it. (laughs) It's really high up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So we just took a break and. 
Me and Ashley were talking about how impressed we were that you just get to live out your sexual fantasies daily. I, you know, to me, in my past, I would have said the same thing. Like, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I get to do whatever I want sexually all the time. But anybody can do that. Anybody. Like, I just made the decision one day. And I was like, you know what? I mean, I kind of, I kind of have always been that way. But... Now I'm just like, you know what? I'm all in. <laughs> I'm just going to do literally whatever I want to do. And anybody can do that. And people are often like, oh, I wish I could do that. Da, 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 da. Everybody can. Like, I wish that I, if there's one thing that I could ever impart to anyone is that anybody can. You just got to do it. Throughout our Skype call with Molly, we would occasionally see a disembodied hand passing to her dildos, chastity cages, and various other sexual implements and instruments. This hand, of course, belonged to her, quote, boy. After a couple of hours and more than a couple of drinks, we finally got to hear from the man to whom that hand belonged. I take care of her. I like clean her house. I cook all of her meals. I literally anticipate any time that she's hungry, thirsty, upset, sad, <laughs> sleepy. And I like, she doesn't even have to say anything. I know exactly when she needs something and she'll just be like, Hey, can you get, and I'm like already like bringing it to her. And oh. it's just something I become very intuitive with. And that's how I've been my entire life. And I guess for other people, I don't know if it's like me throwing shade it's strange to me that other people don't become so they don't notice when their partners are certain ways. And it's just like what I'm used to. I'm used to knowing when my partner's upset or something, when she doesn't want to talk to me, uh, like in a very certain way, I know exactly what she's feeling sometimes, but I know what she wants to eat, what she wants to drink when she needs something. And I'm just all too happy to give it to her, especially since she treats me like a human being and she loves me very much, which is exactly why I'll follow her anywhere. Oh, you guys are so cute. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Like anticipating your partner's needs is so huge in general. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not whips and chains every day. Even if it, it was, it would still be very loving and very sweet and very, I don't know. He's very romantic and very, I don't know. I've never, I was, well, I was in a relationship for 15 years, so I didn't really know what else it could be other than the hot wife thing. So it's been really, really nice. <laughs> but before we go, uh, what kind of sex are you guys going to have tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Should I, can I answer that? Cause sure. I'm, I'm the one picking that. Yeah. He, he is actually the one picking that tonight. Cause, so, cause sometimes you let me set the menu. He is a switch, which at first kind of weirded me out. I was like, I don't know if I want to switch. I don't know. But it's worked out very well. But I'm bigger than you, so sometimes you... <laughs> that is not <laughs> why. <laughs> this was in her for like two hours when she was like giving her car up and I was teasing her. We went to uh, one of our grocery stores and I just had this thing buzzing when she was looking for all the stuff she and wanted. And that's the anal plug, right? Mm -hmm. It's an anal plug, okay. but it does not go in her butt. Because uh, the other ones are just... 
It's way too big. Oh, okay. Frankly. Well, it's way too big, but something like imagine being able to get your your partner off by pushing a button on your phone mm-hmm. and then your partner off in three minutes. So I'm going to tease her with that. And then uh, I'm going to have her finish the rest of her drink. So she's all loosey goosey <laughs> and she feels like good. I'm going to give her a nice bath where she has like lots of oils. And then I'm just going to grab her hair and tie her up. Cause I do a lot of Shibari. I'm going to have that machine, uh, fuck whatever hole is available at the time. Mm-hmm. until like she's come at least normally when we like fuck for like 30 minutes she comes at least like 10 or 12 times which is like kind of standard if she's turned on she comes like once every like 40 to 60 seconds but um okay. i'm gonna do that i'm gonna wear her out with the fucking machine that you saw and then i'm just gonna pick her up like a rag doll put her into bed like make her feel all good and then we're gonna make love not have sex but make love <laughs> And then I'm going to help her go to bed, and she's going to fall asleep that way. What kind of sex are you going to have tomorrow? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how sore she is. listening to episode 25 of where's the line if you enjoyed the show be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode new episodes come out on the first and the 13th of every month it used to be that shit shows came out on the first of every month turned out shit shows were a stupid fucking idea (laughs) but it was supposed to be like the idea we were only doing one show a month and i The idea was that we would do a shorter, easier-to-do episode in between. Right. But what happened was that the shit shows ended up being as long as the regular shows, and in some cases better than the regular shows, because, like, the Bat Bomb shit show was better than the regular show. Anyway, (laughs) shit shows were a stupid fucking idea. So we're just going to have shows on the 1st and 13th every month. But I might do a shit show every now and then. Like, if I get really short on time, you might hear, like, a <laughs> Kevin's Top Ten <laughs> Phobias episode or something. And we'll, we'll, we'll save the shit shows for when some something truly... When we're truly going to release a <laughs> shitty episode, we'll Our, call it a shit show thing. I know your phobias. They're just... It's just feet. Just a bunch of feet. <laughs> feet and fish. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. And talking about sex. <laughs> we got a couple of reviews to get to. Our first review comes from JFC Send My Review Already. JFC Send My Review Already writes, Like hanging out with friends. Tried it out per Rachel and Desi's from Hollywood Crime Scene's recommendation. So glad I did. Binge-worthy listening. And a special thank you to Kevin for helping a noob. Oh, that's nice. I know who this is. This is somebody that wanted to start a podcast on their own, and they sent us a message and asked what kind of stuff we use, if I have any tips, and I do have tips, and I have a lot more what not to do than what to do, <laughs> uh, but if you want to start a podcast, get that. be glad to help you out, just like I did for GFC, send my review already. <laughs> I love that uh, username. Our next review comes from Shell Ray. Shell Ray writes, Nutty Putty. 
another effed up episode. I loved it. Kevin and Samantha are great. I love Samantha's strange childhood stories. I also called it a pud. Moving on to voicemails. Our first voicemail comes from Kevin. Do you know if you look up Kevin in the book of baby names, you know what it means? Know what? Handsome. Hey, this is Kevin from Groveport, Ohio. Kevin's a very strong name. Much pride. Just uh, turned on to your podcast here in the past month. I've burned through every episode. It's pretty awesome, I must say. Yeah, I'm just sitting out here in my basement. I'm painting a war portrait for my daughter. So I'm a little tipsy right now, so forgive that. I'm going to ramble a little bit. I don't know, maybe uh, do an episode about Paul Bernando and Carlo Homolka. Just an idea. Maybe just a little idea. I don't know. I'm... Never mind. I don't know. If you can edit this, I don't have no idea. <laughs> no, you guys rock. Um, I really look forward to um, your next episode, whatever it is, because I'm at work all day and I've burned through all my podcasts. This being my newest one, and I've burned through all of it. And I await new episodes. Um... Cut Lickers. There you go. Hail Satan. Cut Lickers. There it is. Thank you so much for that voicemail, handsome. Cut Lickers? <laughs> Hail Satan. <laughs> what more do you want from your voicemail? Got everything. Yeah, you uh, You said you were painting a war portrait. Uh, take a picture of that and send it to us. I'd love to see it. We got a lot of artists that listen to the show. Yes. I love seeing the stuff that they make. Have they sent in any um, character rend- renderings of you or Samantha? No. Tori, uh, I believe, is rendering a portrait of me sucking a big pickle for Samantha's request. Nice. Uh, but I haven't seen it yet. Finally, this voicemail comes from longtime listener Jacqueline. He left this voicemail during our live stream of the last episode, and I did not play it. Did you dismiss it? I didn't mean to. Ah. It was an accident. Kevin's very easily distracted. I am. Hi, uh, this is Jacqueline calling from Canada. Um, My favorite curse word is cunt. And I uh, am enjoying your podcast very much. Uh, It's very informative. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to say you guys are awesome. Uh, Can't really see the new haircuts, but uh, I can see Samantha's and it looks really cute. Um, don't know about Kevin's, can't really see it. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Uh, great podcast tonight, and bye. Thank you so much for leaving us that voicemail, Jacqueline. I'm so sorry that we didn't get to it sooner. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail of your own, you can give us a call at 386-227-7848. That spells dumbass pit on your telephone. Again, that number is 386-227-7848. That's dumbass pit. That's going to do it for this episode of Where is the Line? Thank you so much, Ashley, for helping me. Thank you for having me. You don't know how uncomfortable I would have been had I been sitting in this room alone talking to a dominatrix <laughs> over Skype. It was a good time. I appreciate you inviting me over. It was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Thank you so much for helping me out. No problem. Thanks for having me anytime. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you again soon. Goodbye. Kids, when you go to bed, stay away from your closets and don't look under your beds.
one last thing before we go. Um, I mentioned in the middle of that episode that I was bisexual, which is something that I haven't had any reason to come out about on the show before now. And I also mentioned that I was going to have to tell my mother about that so that she didn't hear it on the show or from, from someone who had listened to the show. Uh, and I did that just a few days ago. And I'm happy to say that my mother gave me the only appropriate response to someone who comes out with you, which was she told me she still loved me and that it wasn't a big deal. And it's not a big deal. But just if you have someone in your life who comes out to you, first of all, if, if you're not supportive, um, if, if you feel like there's something wrong with them because of their sexuality, you are incorrect. You're just dead wrong and there's no other way to put it. But you should also know that, that their decision to say that to you is probably something that's making them very uncomfortable. I knew beforehand that my mother would be fine with it and I knew exactly what she was going to say. And that's a luxury that a lot of people don't have. And, and even knowing that it wasn't going to change anything with our relationship, it was still such a difficult thing to do and to get those words to come out of my mouth. So if someone comes out to you, just keep in mind how difficult that moment is for them and um, accept them and then go on like, like it didn't happen. They're the same person that they were before. But anyway, I just wanted to say that, um, that I appreciate very much be fortunate enough to have a mother like I do. And I know that so many people do not have, you know, I don't want to say support because I don't need support acceptance. I know that so many people come from families and from places where that acceptance is not going to be extended to them. And even though I know that my mother is not going to listen to this episode because it has to do with sex pretty much throughout, <laughs> um, I just, I did want to acknowledge how thankful I am for having a family member like that in my life. And I hope that anyone else who's considering coming out has someone like that that they know that they can rely on no matter what.